Welcome to Work is Good, a CSM podcast. My name is Landon Buto, and I host the show with my dad, Chris Buto, the owner and president at CSM. Today's episode was a great reminder of the importance of just putting your head down and doing the work you know you need to do and putting in extra work. That uh, was a conversation we had with Zach Waltier of Waltier Homes. And Zach is a builder in the area, and we really enjoyed hearing his story of, of how he has built his company and how so much of it was purely a product of the work he chose to put in. As a quick reminder, if you're interested in working with us at CSM to help you get a mortgage, check us out at clevelandstreet.com. And please enjoy today's episode. All right, Zach, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. We're excited to talk with you. Um, Zach is here from Waltier Homes. Waltier Homes, did I get that right? Yeah, yeah. Waltier Construction. Okay. Um, And Zach caught my eye. He's a builder in the area, and we're excited to hear just a little bit about your your career, your story, and your business. Um, So, Zach, can you give us kind of an intro of who you are and what you're doing right now? Yeah, for sure. So, um, I'm 28. Uh, I'm a home builder in Seattle. Uh, So, I do a lot of specs, a lot of residential home building, things like that. So, a lot of infill lots in Seattle. I'm taking uh, teardowns and building, you know, two, three, four units on them. So, kind of growing that uh, company to where it is now. I have three employees. I sub out a lot of my work and just kind of looking to keep that growing, keep that moving along. So, yeah, yeah. that's great. So I am very new to mortgage. What, yeah. what is infill? So infill, infill right? So you're just uh, basically taking a lot in Seattle, just an infill lot, something that you can tear down, dig down, right? Okay. You know, build a new foundation, sure. go from there, add a couple okay. units. Things so, like it's that, a, so it's opposed gotcha. to someone taking the whole of miners corner right and, you know in Balfour okay. and, and putting right. 30 houses on there 100 sure. houses on there this is finding little one-off pockets sure. in yep. the neighborhood yeah okay. correct yeah right? yep. okay. for okay. sure cool yeah great so yeah tell us a little bit about your story how you how you got to that yeah point. absolutely what, what I mean I don't mean to to bring you back too far but you know just kind of about my life upbringing so I'm from yeah. uh Edmonds Washington so nice nice local kid I guess um Went to St. Luke's uh, on there, went to Blanchette. But before that, so my, my parents divorced at a young age, kind of was a four years old. Um, you know, normal life, I was just kind of taught for my parents, though, just like the principles of just hard work and grinding and seeing them kind of grind for, you know, uh, just being single parents, right? Yeah. And just having single incomes, things like that. Yeah. So they did a great job. Uh, I owe a lot to them for sure. What did um, they do? So my dad is a police officer, and my mom now, believe it or not, is a mortgage mortgage lender. Just okay, uh, nice. just left Umqua, uh, but she's uh, looking for a new opportunity somewhere. But she was a lot. She was in the uh, uh, investment business for a long time, for like oh, yeah. twenty years. So and then she jumped into lending just a couple of years ago. So, but yeah, just just seeing them, you know, just 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 being taught hard work and things like that for sure. Growing up, does I owe a lot to them. But you know, when I was in sixth grade, kind of what you know. Sorry to keep bringing it, you know, back here, but just just kind of you know set, set up who I am today. Yeah, so. Uh, in sixth grade, right, I was I was diagnosed with something called long QT syndrome, and long QT syndrome is like a uh, electrical part of the heart. So, man, I was a, I was in Arizona one day. I was visiting my grandparents, right, and I was sitting on the couch, and all of a sudden, I just like roll off the couch and go to the ground, and I'm like, I feel like I'm just gonna like pass out, or like just just mm. don't feel good at all, right? Yeah. Nothing, something's crazy. Definitely faint, definitely pass out, and I wake up, and there's like there's paramedics everywhere right they're all over me and stuff like that so they take me into children's hospital in, in uh, phoenix there uh from there right i get a bunch of tests you know get ekgs done mris things like that and they diagnose with this thing called log qt syndrome so um it's a kind of a heart issue but basically the doctor was telling me like can't play sports anymore uh and i love sports uh 
alarm clock could like put me in a cardiac arrest. I want to put a defibrillator in me and all this stuff. And I'm like, what the heck? Like sixth grade, right? So I'm like, what is going on here? So anyways, uh, finally make it back to Seattle and it's safe to travel. And for, I think 18 months, I was at children's, I mean, probably three times a week type thing, right? Going through tests, things like that. So finally, uh, I kind of get mixed, mixed diagnosed in the end. I do have heart arrhythmia, you know, got off beta blockers and that whole thing. But during that process, it just kind of made me mature at a young age, right? It just kind of made me grow up kind of fast. Just realize that life's short and, you know, if you want anything, right, you kind of kind of have to work for it. Yeah. So I was behind because I started uh, school a year early. So I was already the youngest and I was behind now just academics and sports. Sure. So I had to work super, super hard just to get back to like a, a normal spot. So I found out, you know, very young that if... Uh, if I, you know, gave everything I had, worked as hard as I could, I could accomplish something, right? Mm-hmm. So I went into uh, high school at the Blanchette from there and started playing football. And I had a great, great football coach, super, you know, motivational and just taught like a blue collar mentality, right? Like same thing, a- a- effort and attitude, you can you can accomplish a lot in life, right? So um, I owe a lot to that man to this day. So from there, I go to Gonzaga for one year and I drop out of Gonzaga because I, I, follow, I follow a girl back home, okay? So I have a girlfriend back home who didn't work out, right? So I follow her back home and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be the best, you know, blah, 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 blah. Come back home and um, didn't work out, right? So I need a job. I got no job. I come back with college with like literally negative $7 in my bank account. My parents are like, that's, you know, you're in college, like tough luck now, right? So kind of make it, right? Of course they, you know, got me back on my feet type thing, right? For sure. That's great. But uh, my uncle owns a framing company and he's like, I framed for a couple summers in high school and he's like, Hey man, there's this builder. He's super, super tough. But uh, if you want to give it a shot, he's looking for a labor. And I'm like, well, I need any money I can right now. I need gas money to get to somewhere, right? So I take this job. Uh, I meet him out in West Seattle, and he kind of hires me on the, you know, roughly on the spot type thing. But it's literally just watering grass and mowing grass mm-hmm. and taking vacuums in the house, right? So I had to build a lot of trust with him. Uh, kind of a small local builder in Seattle, kind of like where I'm at now. Sure. And um, one day after a couple months, I start, you know, getting inside the house, start doing like little punchless items, you know, a little put a screw there, put a screw there, hammer that there, hammer that there, like a little more than just holding the hose. And, um, you know, just kind of uh, the mentality of just, you know, hard work and just, um, you know, just never missing. I just believe if you just, you know, if you never miss, you can't really, the opportunity is just there, right? Yeah. So. Did you like know what you were doing in terms of building it all, or you just no, kind of learned? No, no, really nothing. I had a yeah. very brief framing, you know, for a couple summers. It was yeah. nothing crazy, but um, from there, just kind of worked my way up. And I think after three years, he gave me a shot to start running some projects. And so uh, I was running some, I was running projects for him, projects for him. And you know, after six years of working for him, I was like, you know, it's it's now or never. I feel like I can, you know, run a remodel on my own at least. I feel like I can run a project on my own. Yeah. So. Um, I took a you know leap of faith from there and started my own business and in the you know in the event of starting my own business, uh, him and his brother actually called me back to like build them build for them for a fee. Hmm. So when I was building them for a fee and I was doing some remodels and just kind of growing my business from there, um, getting some cash, getting some revenue to grow, and uh, from there work my way up to some capital to start my doing yeah. my own projects. So that's great. I think I've owned my business now for seven years. So. Um, Really, in the last three years is when I've really started doing some new construction and mm-hmm. kind of growing from there. So it's been kind of a kind of a whirlwind, kind of a roller That's coaster. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank you, thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, appreciate it. So it's yeah. kind of where I'm at now. Yeah, I can imagine that. I mean, it seems like a daunting 
task to say, okay, well, I mean, did you start with, did you start to see like, okay, yeah, I do want to kind of have my own business be a right. builder. Right. And it seemed like that would be a, a daunting task yeah. to say, you know, you got to, where do you get all this capital? No, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I was getting paid, I think the high, I worked my way up from like 15 bucks all the way up to like 40 bucks an hour. And I remember, um, I remember making 40 bucks an hour and I'm like, man, I just, I, the biggest thing that was holding me back from starting my own company was just not having enough work, right? I'm like, oh, I don't know how I can do this, right? Right. But I just yeah. I just feel like I've built enough connections just in the community of Edmonds and just like at the gym or at the grocery store, like family, things like that. And just I'm like, you know what? Uh, I didn't really, I only had like 5,000 bucks, you know, extra cash for my companies type thing to start this. And I'm like, I don't, you know, I don't know how this is gonna work out, but I lined up like three or four remodels and I'm like, I just gotta bank it bank it on this and see where it goes. And then from there, honestly, just avenues and, you know, things open up, connections yeah. open up and word of mouth just kind of yeah, took the yeah, company yeah. to where, to where it was, to where it is now. So I'm that's very great. grateful. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. That's yeah. Awesome. So when did you make the transition from, from mostly remodels to starting some construction? Yeah, no, great question. So yeah, starting off, I did a ton of remodels. I mean, yeah. I did maintenance work, painting, re-roofing, uh, kitchens, bathrooms, you know, resetting houses, stuff like that for sure. Uh, probably the first uh, two, maybe two and a half, three years, I was, I was doing mainly remodels and a lot of fee building. So I was building for other builders. So I'd charge them a fee. You know, they didn't want to be in, be in Seattle every sure. day type thing. They wanted to live in Chelan or yeah. Wenatchee or wherever. Right. And yeah. so I'd build for them for a fee. And so getting that kind of monthly income to keep me growing was, was, uh, was really, really great. So yeah. after about three years, I was able to start, start doing a lot more yeah. new construction. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you said you you didn't have a, a ton of sense of when you started framing for your for your uncle yep or, or your uncle's friend yep. um of the actual craft right right right, so right. what does that look like over the years is like you get to a job and it's a quick youtube search or what's, right. what's the learning That's, look like yeah no another great question so yeah for sure i did uh i did not know a lot about construction at all um and like you said, it was a lot of learning on the spot. I remember kind of being thrown in the fire and just kind of feeling that like, okay, it's either figure it out or, you know, you're not going to not make it here, right. right? So definitely a lot of YouTube, definitely a lot of watching, just other subs on on the project. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it took time. And, and honestly, it's, it's um, when I was, I think I learned the most too when I was actually doing my own remodels. And, you know, you can't call the subs back for every little thing, right? And so just doing it yourself and then just kind of like, you know, that's learning that kind of hands-on stuff. But, um, you know, the nice thing is, is I figured out pretty quickly though, that you can, you can also, uh, find the right people and, and pay someone to do anything right type sure. thing. So, uh, as long as I had a good, yeah, you know, a good nice. base of subcontractors, right. Who, you know, I could communicate with and trust and, uh, you know, pay our bills on time type thing. Yeah. I feel like, you know, I have a, a really great subcontractor list now where I can, you know, pull from and to build my projects who I trust, you know, greatly and things like that. And some couple backups here and there. But um, I learned quickly that, you know, you could transition from kind of hands-on to manage, you know, project managing type thing. And so from there, I just uh, just kept rolling with it. So, That's great. yeah. Cool. So do you spend most of your time swinging a hammer? Yes. Uh, or do you, you spend know, most of your time it's, it's, that's, managing? That's now? been a great, great battle in the last couple of, like last two years where um, I had a, you know, when you start a company, right, you're, you're the... You're the owner, you're the salesperson, you're the, you're the cleaner, you're the marketer, you're the, you're everything, right? You do everything, right? So when, um, when I started hiring, you know, people, it was like, you know, I felt like no one could do my job type thing, right? You know, you think no one could do as good as you because like you're so invested into it and you think no one's as invested as you are and no one will work as hard as you are. And so 
you know, taking that trust and not micromanaging them all the time and building them to a place where I can trust them. But I would say literally over maybe like a year, maybe 18 months where I really stopped, you know, picking up a hammer and really stopped picking up, you know, um, hard, hard power tools, just like really get, you know, down and dirty type thing. And I realized that my time was better used to grow the company, Mm -hmm. right? And to market and to advertise and, uh, you know, social media and to find more lots and to find more work and, and uh, you know, work on the schedule, right? Work on the schedule, make sure our jobs are running smoothly type things in the back end. So um, trust the team, let them know that they got it, just kind of come out, show my face, right? Go to the job sites and, uh, you know, because I neglected the office work pretty early on for sure, just being in the yeah. field all the time and working those long 10, 12 hour days mm-hmm. back to normal days, right? Back yeah. to you know, the, the normal, normal grind, so for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so that's been a battle. It's been fun though. <laughs> Do you miss that? Do you miss kind of being on the job more? Yeah, yeah. no, for sure. It's uh, there's days right where I go by and um, I got to realize that I'm not physically working hard because like you know you think I come from like a football kind of background of sports right and like you know I like to exercise and things like that and I think that like working hard is like like working physically hard right but now it's like okay. I can still work just as hard, you know, mentally and in the office and, and, and make this, you know, have a system in place, right? right? Yeah. Uh, where I'm not doing everything, getting burnt out and then something gets, you know, between my, you know, my eyes or my my plan, right? Because there's just so many moving parts and pieces right. in all these houses, right? Yeah. So I try to be the guy in the back end now, but uh, it's been, it's been extreme. It was extremely hard to kind of let that up and, sure. and uh, let that uh, go from there, you know, naturally, naturally for sure. Yeah. 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 It makes sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, Really exciting growth. It seems like in a in a role in a in a place where you wouldn't growth is long term. It right. seems like it right. would typically be take time, especially in this right. in this industry um, to grow. Um, you know, it's been cool to hear the story. Is there anything that stands out in your mind that's been critical to that growth? Yeah, no, for sure. So um, I kind of mentioned before we started, like one of my like philosophies was just like with. Uh, was like I have this thing like just just don't miss right so I call it just don't miss so like when I was playing football we had these like these summer workouts I remember if you went to you know there were like 35 of them right and I'm like I'm not gonna miss one mm-hmm. and so right so I went to like 45 because it was one in the morning and one in the afternoon I'm like so I doubled up and then like when I worked for this employee he knew like I could be counted on because I, I think I missed I promise you like I, there's not a sick day there's not a sick day you know in my book and a vacation, I think I missed like five days in six years with him. I mean, it was like kind of crazy. I'm like, I feel like uh, that was a huge part of my success sure. and was starting yeah. my own business. Yeah. Um, you know, you kind of give up, you know, eating even, sleeping, and yeah. it's just like, just grinding, just yeah. that hard grind, just starting that business off the ground, right? And um, I always tell people, one of like one of my things was like, I just, I just didn't want to miss. I just didn't want to yeah. miss that opportunity, right? I feel like I put myself in a position I didn't want to miss the, the opportunity that arose, right? Or arise and, sure. um, you know, it could pass you by if you're gone or something like yeah. that. So I don't know. I always had this like weird, I feel like something behind me always chasing me where I had to, you know, just I had to be there to had yeah. to, had to make it happen. So yeah. um, definitely just, um, you know, my philosophy, just don't missing. And then just, um, you know, I think you can accomplish anything with the hard work and attitude yeah. for sure. That's so, great. Yeah. yeah, I just, I, I uh, was just hearing, I can't remember. This is a classic quote. I yep. can't remember who it is, um, but you know, innovation's easy. It's just most people don't do it because it's dressed in overall. Right. It looks like yeah. work. Right. Who's yeah. that? Do you remember? Is it? Einstein? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, opportunity. Yeah. Uh, or, Edison. Or, yeah. Yeah. Maybe so. I can't yeah. Remember. Sounds right. Um, but 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I asked that and kind of half expect this. Well, we developed this strategy right, that, right, you know, we yeah. did this and this right. and this, but... Yeah, it's just, yeah, just hard I work. Feel like, it's cool to hear. I feel like a lot of people don't want to start it because, like, there's a fear of failure, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, that's, I think that was one of the biggest things holding me back to was just was failing, right? And falling on my face type thing. But um, I think when you put yourself in that position where you kind of have fight or flight, like, you have no choice, right? And um, I'm like, there's no better time than now, right? So it's like either I, either I do it when I'm older and I have, you know, kids, a family, and it's even harder, right? right. Or I do it now yeah. when I'm younger and, you know, the worst, what's the worst going to happen? I have to start over again type thing. It's like, okay, you know, so, um, I don't think there's any better time than now for sure. But when I, you know, working with, the, um, the builder I worked for, you mm-hmm. know, kind of growing up, he was a super, super hard and demanding boss. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, there was no friends, there was no coming over for lunch or dinners or there was no, I mean, it was <laughs> super, super intimidating and shoot. I mean, to this day I'm intimidating, honestly. <laughs> Uh, but you know, we, we talk, we have a, we definitely have a better relationship now for sure. Uh, the respects, you know, for sure there. But, uh, when I started my own company, I was like, I feel like I, I can, st- I can do this and not be, you know, kind of a prick, right? I have to be able to make this and not be a prick. Right. So when I started my own company, I'm like, okay, I can do this, still be a nice guy, but also get the results I want. So that's kind of how I found my company. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Uh, you don't need to be yelling at everyone all the time, right? You can still be hard on people and have tough love and have hard conversations, right? But um, I kind of went the opposite route of like, you know, uh, not coaching by like fear, but like coaching by love type thing, kind of yeah. build them up and, and grow, grow our relationship from there. So yeah. I feel like if I called someone on a, a Saturday or if I needed an emergency like tomorrow, like they could drop everything and, you yeah. know, and help me out. So yeah. it's been it's been kind of an experience to learn that. Just you know, babysitting, I call it. It's yeah. like everyone like, oh, what do you do all day? I'm like, just babysit, just yeah. babysit personalities and ah. people and, you know, go from there. So it's been, it's been a journey for sure. Well, that's, that's you know, we, we had another gentleman on that you know, talked about, you know, that's kind of the key to entrepreneurship or business ownership. Right. You, know, you have to learn how to transfer pursuing your objectives through your own labor and efforts to right. empowering other people right. to help you collectively yep. get there. You know, yeah. That, that's really the key. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if you're working for someone, you'd rather not be like grinding your teeth and just doing it because you're just mad, right? Right. It's just not a good experience. I'd rather someone be like, I really want to do it because I really want to help this person or, you know, I want to... He's invested in me. Right. For sure. For sure. You've aligned your interest with your people. Yeah. Yeah. You want to have a good culture, right? Good culture Mm -hmm. where people want to come to your job sites Mm -hmm. and they're not like, yeah, I'll just make it when I make it type thing. But, you know, I think... I think they know when they come to our job sites, it's going to be a positive experience. Is they're going to have fun, uh, you know. The expectation of their work is is there, and they're going to get paid on time. Type thing. Everyone's get paid on time, or maybe even early, right? Yeah. So um, that's just how I've kind of grown it. To, you know, where I am, we just had this uh, this uh, base of you know of people that I can count on, things like that. So it's been fun. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, at the same time, you know, Brett talked about. Um, yeah, yeah. You have to be able to shift from the thing that you're doing to helping people do the right. thing that you're doing. Right. Um, and it's, I'm sure both of you guys are kind of working through the question of, you know, but how much do you step away or, or right. you, you still have to know the thing that you're doing. Right. How involved do you have to be in it? Um, and, uh, you know, I don't, do you follow Gary V at all? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, he talks, his, his language for it is just like, you need to be at the as a as a leader as a manager. You need to be in the weeds, and then you need to be at the thirty thousand foot level, right? But never in between, right? That, that time, so you need to fully understand it, right? Um, because that's you need to understand the struggles of your people and what yep. they're working through. Yep. Um, 
So have you been, you know, kind of on on either end of that? Right. No, that's you know, that's a that? great example. I heard um, one of my employees the other day. Um, I came onto the job site, and there was like a couple of examples. They were just moving all these huge boxes. And they had to move up to the rooftop. And I'm like, you know, I'm not, I'm not too good to like not help her, right? Or, or, you know, I'll pick up a broom and sweep the whole house while they're doing something that, you know, is a little more important. But I want a clean job site, right? So it's like, and they're busy, so I'm going to help out here and there, right? It's just like, yeah. I'm never not too good for, yeah. for anything in the weeds, right, ever. Yeah. And I think when employees or people see that, they think they get respect, right? I think they're like, okay, like, you know, he'll, he'll do anything. He'll still yeah. get down and dirty. And, and I just kind of want to remind them, like, hey, like, I was here, you know what I mean? I, I promise you I was here and I'm still here. I'm still, there's every day, maybe I'm in the weeds, you just don't see it, you know what I mean? Type type things. So yeah. um, I'm trying to make our lives easier here. But, and then for sure, obviously the other end, right? Where you're on the you're on the top and, and you have to make all the yeah. cr- crucial decisions, things like that. That's the thing I love about construction is just like, there's just so many decisions throughout a day, like mm-hmm. just so fast. Like you get a phone call and your day can be like turned like that. Like mm-hmm. it's just like, I'm like, oh, wow, I, had, I was having a great day until, you know, blah, blah, and it's like, I have to make a decision like there, and so you just kind of have to live with it and own it and, and go from there. So I kind of yeah. love the love the, uh, the act of just making all those little decisions every day, you know, yeah. so for sure, it's been fun. Great, yeah. Yeah, so talk about a little bit about um, the direction you want to go yeah. next, what's what's on the radar for you, and, for sure. and uh, where's your focus right now? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, I've been kind of playing with that idea in my head, like where I want this to actually go for sure. I mean, we're obviously in a little bit of a, you know, different market than we were, yeah. you know, a year or two ago or, you know, pre-COVID or during COVID type thing. Um, but I, I, I definitely want to keep growing it. I like the the idea of still just doing, you know, maybe 10, 15, 20 projects, houses, I mean, you know, per year, I could stay small enough to, you know, have, uh, take care of people. And, um, if any of my you know, cousins or family members want to work for summers or something like that, that I can mm-hmm. bring them on, but also, yeah. you know, not big enough where we lose the quality and lose the control. And I feel like, um, you know, the bigger you get, the harder it is, right. The more people, more things in place, the more stress, I mean, for sure. Um, so definitely stay, you know, somewhat small and really quality driven and just kind of separate myself from the normal, you know, spec builders in Seattle. I'm trying to just do little things that are different, you know, um, with just our, you know, make sure a lot of builders turn over uh, the homes to homeowners. And I think it's just kind of done after that, but I'm really trying to, you know, you know, focus on quality and and results and and just following up them. If there's anything that, you know, wasn't right in the house um, and, you know, fix it in a timely manner and just, you know, kind of build that relationship. So when, People are looking in Seattle and they're like looking for homes. And if it's, you know, between my house and someone else, it's like, oh, it's, that's a Walter home built house. Like mm. that's, you know, that, we know that's going to come with, yeah, right, right. Yeah. More than, more than just, just the house and just, uh, you know, good relationship, good quality, yeah. right. Can't win them all for sure, but um, definitely will try. So yeah. how, sure. how uh, common or standard are home warranties and, you know, how, yeah. how do, you know, yeah, what, for sure. What's your position on those or yeah. what? Yeah, so usually in construction, they offer a new construction. They offer a one-year warranty on all on built homes. But I would say that you know, with national builders, and you know, no disrespect to any builders out there or anything like that, but I would say a lot of them don't do a great job of uh, answering those calls or emails or texts when it comes their way with things that need to be fixed and uh, blow them off for a couple months type thing. And um, you know, if you set the expectation with the homeowner, you're like, hey, we're not a maintenance service, right? But right. we want to fix. The things that truly yeah. are craftsman issues or quality issues, and 
so you know some things like drywall it just happens like the drywall cracks or nail pops is going to happen right and of course we're going to come back and fix that there's nothing that we could have really done per se to you know stop that sure. just the house is settling right in the first year right. and so that's why they offer that one-year warranty but um you know i just want to i just want to be let them know that they're gonna be taken care of and um the quality is always going to be there you know so they don't have to worry about you know buying a house unknown from someone and you know there's a lot of i think contractors get a bad rap of you know like fast flips or something like that or like mm -hmm. cut corners right yeah. or trying to save money so we we don't do this and blah 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 but um you know as long as we're you know running a business and we're you know making a certain you know certain money to keep us keep us moving and we're all happy then day then we're going to put some more thought and detail and, and effort into our homes right i want to be i want to build a house that i'm proud of right that i live in so mm -hmm. um that i can sell that and be and sleep well at night type things so i try and do a little extra with like design things and you know throwing a little more than just the basic, you know, cookie cutter house just to try and, um, you know, separate ourselves a little sure. bit. Yeah, for sure. So if your grandmother's going to buy a house in Arizona and it's new construction, mm. what advice are you going to give her to kind of what things is she, should she look out for with new yeah. construction? Yeah, great question. Um, you know, uh, con contractors and home inspectors get a bad rap. We have a bad relationship with each other, but honestly, uh, you should get a home inspector first and foremost. So I actually appreciate them sometimes. I'm like, I, I want to know what we miss. I want to learn from it, right? I want to, so we can act on it and change it. So, um, but you know, I would definitely, you know, look them up, give some thought process. If they're a national builder, then, you know, there's, they're definitely going to have a system and routine in place. It's not bad, but it, it could just be that they may do something, you know, a little less quality than, right. than the average, you know, spec builder, but, you know, getting a home inspector and, um, just going through that process of really, really looking. They may fall in love with the location and things like that, but I've just seen a lot of you know stories out there where things could go wrong, things right. like that. So just definitely don't fall for that trap so fast and do your research, you know what right. I mean? Go from there, for sure. Sort of the trap of not getting an inspector, basically? Yeah, you know, just kind of like, you know, usually if you don't get an inspection, it's a really, it's a nice offer, right? When you're offering a builder, not get a home inspection yeah. type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I see. And I realize that, but maybe just bring someone in on your on your own if you can type thing. Yeah. And um, at least so you know and have that and can present that to them later on type thing. Because there is a warranty, so yeah. maybe you can get fixed through there. But um, I would really just, you know, kind of look at the house a little more closely than yeah. just, just the average, you know, like, oh, yeah, this is great. This house looks great, beautiful, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, maybe maybe run the water through a couple yeah, a couple sinks, right? Make yeah. sure the hot water, you know, things yeah. like that. So for sure, seems like it's almost easier to hide, uh, or or just to not know about right. flaws with new construction, right? Right. Because it doesn't have the time to correct. Do it yeah, it's just you know it hasn't settled yet, hasn't gone through you know all the all the it hasn't been lived in, right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, you know, there's people out there living their house, and then all of a sudden there's no hot water. Like literally, when they move in, it yeah. could be a simple fix, could be nothing, could be anything, but um, you know, and then they get leaks and things like that. It's just like, so, you know, if you're not going to get a home inspector, at least like I would at least start running the water. I'd check all the, you know, breakers, make sure things are working, check the outlets, stuff yeah. like that. I mean, at least the bare minimum, right? You can, all you can do is just, unfortunately you can't see what's behind the walls. Yeah. So, but, um, you know, I think if you try and, you know, look them up and do some research and just make sure, you know, what you could be getting into. So, um, for sure. Document everything yeah. <laughs> for yeah. sure. Yeah. Now you, um, you know, in your website, you're talking about you're always building the house for tomorrow. Yeah. The house of tomorrow. Yeah. 
And what's some of the more exciting kind of developments, either technologically or design, that, yeah. you, that you see in, in right. residential building right now? Right, like, yeah. Are, you know, um, we were talking about when I've asked someone to go through a walkthrough and uh, who's buying our homes these days, and it's always, you know, a tech person right now. Right. It seems right. like, you know, yeah. uh, right? And I'm like, you're smarter than me, actually. So I want to learn because every time I, I do a walkthrough, you know, I, I teach them about the house and what was used and the maintenance tips and things like that. And, you know, we use like a uh, low voltage called Cat5e and they're like, oh, yeah, there's something newer now. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Holy <laughs> yeah. God. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like the appliances now can be hooked up to your phone so you can like turn on the oven from your phone. And I'm like, what? In the, like this, yeah. It's crazy out there. So just last week I got approached by we do the smart locks now and the guy's like, it doesn't work with this app. There's actually a better one you can get. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Like, so I'm always just trying to, like, like learn and write things remind, down. Remind right? me about what that one is because I'm, I'm right. just buying a smart Are you? Right yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh, homes, homes now are getting more smart, you know what I mean, yeah. where you can, you know, have all these bells and whistles to turn on your lights, to turn off your lights, to open your doors, close your doors, cameras, things right. like that. And so people really, really like a smart home right now, especially in Seattle, you know, yeah. just being tech people, things yeah. like that, right? Yeah. They love efficiency um, and just making sure like there, I had a homeowner buy a home and like within a week he was showing me how much energy loss was in the house. And I'm like, wow, crazy. I mean, I didn't even know how to do that. So um, I'm very interested and I follow up with them like, I, you know, how can I integrate this into my house and for people to buy? And cause um, I think when you're buying a new home, I think people expect just, you know, basic, you know, you know, basic handles, basic doors, basic switches, basic lights, you know, um, but I'm trying to put, you know, LED and built green homes and, um, you know, just more like uh, actual trends with design, like, you know, shiplap was super popular for a while, right? And um, just kind of following the trends and just, you know, figuring out uh, where I can go and, you know, have a great designer who helps with all that stuff and keeps up the trends a little better than I, right? So uh, just try and do my homework the best I can. I'm on Pinterest all the time, you know, looking at something. Yeah, so yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty. It you you can't really do that kind of research on a you know typical right. approach if it if it's just keeping up with real time interests. Yep, has to be some some sort of social media. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, what real people are doing. Yeah. Um, well, we'll conclude with this. the The title of our show is "Work Is Good," yeah. and our you know our thesis is that beyond the the financial provision, which is right. awesome, which yep. is great of work um the work itself is good yep. and it's 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 joyful and yep. uh it's it's something to be you know esteemed highly um yep. and so is there something about your work about what you do on a daily basis that yeah. that you just see the joy in that um that yeah, that makes you view it as something you're for sure of? for sure so you know the cool thing about my industry is like i meet a lot of people right and um a lot of workers, labor, uh, realtors, home inspectors, uh, buyers, you know, lenders, um, just a lot of people and um, connect with all sorts of different people. My favorite thing, you know, I, um, I enjoy going to work every day. I enjoy building something that I'm proud of. I enjoy building something that someone's going to buy and, you know, live in and, you know, live in for, you know, 10, 5, 10, 15, 20 years type thing and, and build a, you know, build a life, build a family in there. And so uh, I, I try, you know, wake up with that in mind every day. Like, let's, you know, it's not take a shortcut today type thing, but, you know, and just learning about these people's lives, like, you know, the workers on site and just like truly giving them an interest, giving them, the, you know, the day of time um, to learn about them, learn about their families, learn about where they're from. And I mean, you know, people building these houses are from everywhere. Right. And so just, um, 
and you know they don't get a lot of recognition, right? So I'll, even though my name is the seller, and you know, uh, you know, I have all the liability things like that, but they're the true ones, right? That help help build the home and um, getting to know them and take them out to lunch or you know having them over for dinners or um, you know letting them uh, just be a part of social media or just you know be a part of the fun. And so um, I really enjoy just joking with the guys on the job site and just kind of um, you know helping helping them if they if yeah. they need more side work or more, you know, more money. And, you know, if there's an opportunity to do something outside of their scope, you know, for sure. And so I think if people, you know, want opportunity or work, I think they know they can come to me and, and, and I'll try my best. I'll try yeah. my best. Right. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That's something I've been um, thinking about recently is just the being in the business of providing great jobs right. for people right. is an awesome you know, yeah. task to be about on right. a daily basis um, beyond uh, just, you know, you hear, uh, I heard someone talking about recently how you hear all the time that the customer is, is the most important person yep. in the company and, you know, that's true, but in the, the executive's mind, it has to be the employee. Right. Um, yeah. And, and that's who you're in the business of for serving sure. on a daily for basis. For sure. Yeah, so I it think, sounds like you have that mindset. I think really people cool look here. at the opposite, right? I think yeah. like I'm 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 here to serve my employees, honestly. I want to make this a great, you know, job site. I want to make this a great I want them to come to work every day and be mm-hmm. happy and because happier they are, the harder they're gonna work for me and the better results I'm gonna get type thing, right? So yeah. if they're not happy to wake <clears> up and show up late and just want to do the bare minimum you know, do their eight and skate type thing, then yeah. you know, I don't think we're gonna have the results that we want. So yeah. Um, just work with them, you know, work with them closely and let them know that they're heard and listened to and we'll do our best, right? You know, at the end of the, we're running a business, but we care about you at the same time, yeah. right? So for sure. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Great. Well, thanks, Zach. Awesome. Thanks for listening to Work Is Good. If you enjoyed it, share it with someone else, leave a review, and listen next week.